This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Hello, I'm Hoag Levins from Knowledge at Wharton, and today we're here with Bruce Broussard, who is the CEO and president of Humana, the fourth largest healthcare insurance group. Bruce, uh, welcome to Knowledge at Wharton. Well, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Bruce, uh, uh, on the web this morning, I see that your, your comments in Louisville and earlier in Texas uh, raised something of a buzz. Uh, there, uh, you said that uh, we're, there are a lot of bumps in the road coming with the implementation of the Affordable Care Act. And also very interesting, uh, you indicated that the price of insurance wasn't likely to be going down anytime soon. And this has to do with the three-to-one ratio and the way that will, will be tightened up. Can you uh, uh, tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, Hogue, I, I, we, uh, first, I want to say that we are very, very positive on the fact that health care reform is going to expand coverage. So we're, we're glad about that. But it is going to raise the cost of care. And what we see is, is that the three-to-one ban that we're talking about is really going to uh, cause the younger population and the healthier population to pay more um, it, to help with the older population because that band is going to restrict your pricing of the difference between the lowest and the highest. And so young people who are very healthy will be paying more than they expect to pay in order to fund old people who will be using more than certainly than the young people fundamentally? That, that's a good way to say it. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot of work going on right now in the details of health care reform, so it's not uh, completely finalized. But the way it looks today and what the experts are telling us is I think the public is going to see an increase in health care insurance in 2014. And overall, looking down the road at the implementation of the Affordable Care Act, you, the press coverage of re, your remarks seem to be saying that uh, you were still concerned about the fragmented, kind of uh, uh, somewhat chaotic nature of where everything was going. Could you give us uh, an idea of, uh, you indicated there were bumps in the road. What, what are some of the largest bumps that concern you on the insurance side and on the care delivery side? Well, one of the challenges we have is CMS has a lot of work going on right now. And so we have not seen all the details around the health care reform. So we sit here now in February and the implementation is going to be at the end of the year. In fact, people will start buying in the coming, um, probably in the fourth quarter or so. And so we're asking the question of just some more details in that aspect of that. So first, it's just trying to provide the details. The second aspect, it is so complicated. It is such a complicated bill, and there's so many interrelated details that I don't think anyone knows all the various different parts of this um, aspect of it. And the concern is, is what we don't know. In terms of uh, the health insurance exchanges, which are a large part of all this, um, we're looking down the road. It's a matter of months now before things have to start happening. Uh, we know some states are doing some things. Some states are refusing to do things. Some states are setting up their own. Some are going federal. Uh, what are your actual expectations of what will be there uh, you know, on, on this upcoming deadline? Do you think we'll make the deadline? Do you think it's realistic to expect health a year from now Health exchanges will be up and running and actually be in use in 50 states? I don't know if it'll be in 50 states. I mean, I think there are going to be decisions by some some states that will probably decide not to do that. Um, I th actually, today is the final deadline of what states have to decide if it's going to be a federal program or a state program in that regard. I... Um, 
I do think that the, when we talk about bumps in the road, I think the the hope and I think everyone's intention is to get it um, off the ground. And I think they, they, I don't see any reason different, differently from that. But I do think that there will be a lot of details that have to be worked out over the coming months that, that could prevent it. But I, I think the intentions are fully to have it up. And on the cost issue of the young versus the old, do you think the public fully appreciates what's coming? Do you think the press has gotten this right? Or do you think this is a subject that has or has not been uh, talked about enough in public? I don't think it's been talked about enough in pu public. I think the, the uh, plan has really been talked about around the expansion and, and the communication of the reform has been around that. But I do not see there's been a, a real large um, conversation around the, what the impact is to the, the public. Uh, and in terms of and in terms of the health insurance exchanges, the latest reports out of Humana uh, are that you hope to open them. Uh, you hope to be part of them in ten states. Uh, can you tell us the ten states? Or uh, we're really not telling the ten okay. states, but there are, there are states that today we um, have a significant presence, and and states where we feel that we can offer the the best plan for members that participate in the exchange. So it's really our, our bigger states that we, we're focusing on. And I'm guessing that some of those states will be state-established exchanges, and some of them are likely to be federal-established exchanges. Do you have any sense of which will be better in terms of business model for you? I don't know if we have one that's uh, better from a, um, a point of view of financial or, for that matter, ease of use. Uh, but we do think that uh, a federal funded is, is easier for us because we're able to deal with one exchange and the rules of one exchange as opposed to dealing with multiple rules of, of each state. Next issue uh, we're really interested in is uh, the whole issue of retail medicine. And by that we mean over the last several years there's been an explosion of the creation of walk-in clinics, uh, mostly staffed by uh, uh, nurse practitioners, in drugstores, in mall front stores, um, in other consumer venues. And in parallel, there's been uh, uh, ambulatory uh, facilities popping up everywhere that are essentially a, a cheaper alternative to emergency medicine. Um, and I'm just wondering in terms, I know that, that Humana is becoming involved in some of that. And in the big picture, uh, is this whole retail medicine thing uh, a good thing or a bad thing for big insurance companies and or big health delivery companies? I think for the consumer, it's a, it's a good thing. I think it's um, cost effective. I think it also brings convenience. And what we see in our, our relationship with our customers is that they are asking for that. They're asking for something that is cost effective and convenient. That, uh, and there's a lot of uh, conditions today that can be um, properly uh, treated in those settings. Uh, so we're, we're actually excited about that. We have an organization called Concentra that actually has uh, a lot of those clinics, and we also have guidance centers um, in a lot of our markets that um, help in that ability to provide that convenience and cost-effective care. Does Concentra function as as kind of a feeder network for any of your other products, or it's just a standalone thing? It does. It, um, at, um, if it's an episodic treatment, so if someone comes down with a cold and needs, a, needs some help there, then um, if it is a longer standing condition, we'll refer them back th to their primary care physician or to um, whatever provider that they, uh, that they have a relationship with. Uh, so irrelevant if it's a Humana uh, physician or a physician, a non-Humana, we still refer them back to that, that physician. 
Some of the observers have uh, raised concerns about uh, patients who go to minute clinics and, and mm -hmm. other kind of these sorts of drugstore clinics. Uh, and I think the numbers, I forget the percentage, it's a high percentage of all who go next time also go there rather than their primary care physician. Mm -hmm. There's a concern that these clinics have the ability to disconnect patients from the continuity of, of primary care and, and all the, the health implications of that. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Well, two, two sides of that. You bring up two very interesting points. One is the, um, from the standpoint that they are voting with their feet. They're voting with the price and the convenience side. So if they're going back, it's an enjoyable experience that is an experience that is, that is uh, uh, something that they desire. The second aspect I think you're pointing out to is a, a, a fundamental challenge in the healthcare delivery system, and that is around connectivity of information. And the uh, healthcare has been divided among itself within silos, and that connectivity of information has been lacking. We are optimistic in the future that that particular issue will be taken care of, and so that if they do go to an episodic kind of um, uh, uh, service, such as a urgent care center or a primary care, that when they do decide to go back into their continuing care um, delivery system, that they're able to get their information. But I still believe that uh, you will see a continued growth in the retail side because of that convenience and price. And I think the real key for us as leaders in healthcare is how do you connect that to the more traditional side where there is more uh, chronic conditions and more acute care needed. And some strategic speculation. If you look down the road 10 years and tell me uh, the, the, uh, the networks, uh, not necessarily Humana, but the networks of these clinics and these ambulatory care centers and the traditional hospitals and other care delivery systems, where do you see their relationship going? Are we likely to see them, most of them become aligned feeder systems? Are we likely to see parallel competition? Where do, you, where do you think it's going in the big, big picture? I think the primary care model will continue to grow to be a very influential part into the referral system of healthcare. Um, whether it's a primary care model in the uh, setting that you're referring to, a, re a retail setting, or a primary care in a traditional set setting around a fa family practice delivery model. But we, we are big believers that that model will continue to be a very important part of healthcare because healthcare needs somebody to help navigate through the journey of care. And the primary care um, family practice-oriented physicians are really at the key of that. And the issue, the one point you raised, which is chronic care and these clinics and ambulatory care centers, there's a great deal of concern among primary care physicians we've talked to and, and hospitals and others that chronic care, particularly conditions like, like diabetes, mm -hmm. account for a lot of the care that's given and a lot of the revenues that mm -hmm. are generated. And if the clinic systems begin to uh, pull in uh, you know, diabetic patients on a big scale, it has revenue implications for everyone. Do you see, uh, again, looking down five or ten years, do you see that, that the, the chronic care delivery will become a normal part of what these clinic networks and even ambulatory care networks do? I think um, with staffed with primary care physicians, they very well could do that. I think um, I believe that as we see the future, that uh, healthcare will continue to be more segmented and, and uh, patients like uh, diabetes 
uh, diabetics will actually be have a holistic view of health care, I mean uh, treatment. So they will not only have a primary care aspect, they'll have a nutritionist there, I think they'll have foot specialists in there, and they'll be able to be taken care of from a holistic point of view from, a, from an individual. And to me, that's where, a, whether you're a family practice or a urgent care center, is how you can compete. It's looking at the person in a much more holistic fashion as opposed to a particular treatment. Um, and I think the, the, the patients will go to that particular model as opposed to just convenience because you're delivering much more value. Okay, Bruce, another big trend out there in, in healthcare land today uh, is this movement uh, in, in keeping with the Affordable Care Act towards team care, bundled care, uh, a completely different sort of integrated approach to healthcare. I know that Humana has been involved in this longer than most other uh, companies. Tell us a little about where this is all going and what this is going to mean to healthcare reform in the very near future. Yeah, we have a and we have a big belief that um, integrated care is an important part of the delivery model, both in being able to reward for cost and quality, and being able to oversee the the journey of health for individuals. In fact, we saw that in recent uh, president's uh, speech around talking about pay for performance. That was a, I think, a very highlighted the need for that. At Humana, we believe in the integrated delivery system through what we refer to as the integrated model, and that it really has three components to it. One component is on the delivery system, where we create a relationships with primary care physicians and providers in general around aligned incentives on quality and cost. The member experience is another area that we orient to, and really encouraging people to be actively involved in their healthcare. And uh, we have a, just as an example, we have a particular company called Vitality that they actually encourage people around membership and reward on health. So if you take uh, 10,000 steps a day, you get 15 points. And what that we've found is between understanding your health through health risk assessment and participating in these programs, you become actively engaged in your uh, health and, and really have an impact on that. And then the last is data and analytics. And I think for us to, um, to really make advancements in care, uh, we need to have the data and analytics. And that includes integration of systems along with clinical analytics and then also consumers. And how far away are we from that IT part? That's a huge concern. Yeah. Um, there seems to be hundreds of silos yeah. of different systems. Uh, looking down the road, how soon do you think there will be some sort of rudimentary universal system of medical information exchange between all of us? I think uh, we're making progress there slow. The first step was to, to really uh, wire the offices, which was the electronic medical record. Now everyone has separate medical electronic medical records. The next step is bringing those together. Uh, healthcare exchanges will probably be the first step in that aspect of that. And actually, Humana has taken that step by acquiring a company just recently called Certify. And it is a company that connects one EMR to another EMR so that we and our providers can see not only what's going on at the particular primary care office, for example, or a hospital, we can see across the um, uh, healthcare delivery system and, and what has that individual uh, seen and both recently and also historically. Okay, and I think that brings us almost to the end. Let me ask you one final question, which is, again, looking forward uh, to the implementation uh, of, of the Affordable Care Act, what do you think will be, the, what is the biggest unappreciated challenge that insurers and care delivery companies will face 
going down the road into that, the, the challenge that the general public least understands. Well, we've talked about pricing. I mean, obviously, that's the case. I, I think, um, I honestly think that's probably the largest issue is the pricing aspect of that. There's a lot of details to work out. The problem is we don't know those details, um, and that's why I say it'll be a bumpy road until we know those details and are able to work that out. I think it'll be a um, it'll be just some some bumps in the road. I do think, and I have very large. Um, um, a, a very big belief that the future of healthcare is 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 on a good road. I think uh, we are in some troubled times right now relative to the implementation of this. But I look to the future and I see technology, information systems. I see the ability to bring all this together and have an impact on the cost and care long term. Great. Thank you very much for being at Knowledge at Wharton. Well, thank you very much. Enjoyed it. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.